You're listening to Favor, a peak potential newsletter created by Jolana R. Bostwick to encourage and uplift women to live out their God-given dreams. An encouraging note by J.R.B. Dear friends, it's the big things that we tend to focus on when we are ready to move. We see the large pieces of furniture, such as the couch, the chairs, the refrigerator, the bed, etc. We look at those and say, okay, I can take care of getting these items and it shouldn't take long. You count them and decide where they will go in your new home because you need them. It takes you no time in your mind to release what is needed in those pieces that will fit into your new life. But then you see the desk. The desk has built-in drawers that have cabinets. You only place things in in on top of other things over the years. It appears on the exterior that everything is done and ready to move. You open a drawer and see so many little things. You would receive a gift, get a supply, write a note, then in your frustration, you would place it away, then forget about it until now. Now it's the time to slowly process these pieces before you move. You don't want to take the little things and put them back in a drawer to deal with later. Now is the time. You sit down one day at a time and process each piece before you're done. That's how I feel that processing trauma and pain go. We tend to stuff those feelings away for no one to see and also for you not to deal with. Then God tells you it's time to move forward out of place, but before you do that, you must take care of all those pieces by pulling them out one by one. Are you taking the time to take care of the little things you have been placing aside? Now is the time to pull them out and set them free before you can move on to greater things. Humble Dreams by J.R.B. My dream was to serve others with humility. That was and continues to be the aim of Early Mallow, Director of Partner Services of the Children's Advocacy Center, CAC of Benton County, Arkansas. She knew she would help others, but she didn't precisely know how. She was guided, though, every step of the way, breaking barriers she didn't think she would be catapulted to do. Originally from Arkansas, she moved to Georgia, where she completed her bachelor's degree in criminal justice and psychology. Years later, she would complete her master's in public service leadership. When asked why this field, Early quickly recalls the mentors God put in her path that were instrumental in her development. She was an athlete and knew the importance of allowing others to speak positively in her life. She was encouraged by people to do her best, and in turn, it was her dream to uplift others along the way. After a life change, Early and her husband were led back to Arkansas. She did not see the move as a roadblock, but an opportunity to embrace her dream fully as she was later introduced to the CAC of Benton County. The agency was looking for an office receptionist. She answered the call and began as the first bilingual employee. She learned firsthand the importance of protecting children by being the constant face in the front and the voice families and partner agencies heard over the phone. From that role, she ventured into the advocacy position, 
learning how to identify additional resources that would help fulfill a family's needs. It was in this role that she witnessed how trauma affects people. She notes that her goal was to make sure that each family she served always had someone on their side, no matter what the case was, and that they knew they could come back if they needed anything. She stayed in that position for a couple of years before moving into the forensic interviewer role, still at the CAC of Benton County. As an interviewer, Early was tasked with meeting with children after suspected allegations of abuse. The goal of the CAC is to be an all-inclusive agency for kids and their families when allegations of abuse are made. So the child will only have to share their story once to a a trained forensic interviewer. Early mentions the honor she feels building rapport with the child she meets for the first time. She expressed that it is a privilege and she feels blessed to sit in a room with a child providing them a source of safety. From the children, she learned resilience and realized that God wanted her to be there to make sure the children did not feel judged but empowered. More awareness about child abuse brought about more calls to the child abuse hotline. With this growth, the CAC of Benton County needed team members, team leaders. Early put her name in the hat for consideration and later became the lead advocate responsible for training other advocates to serve families with humility to the best of their ability. She stayed in the role as lead advocate for two years, providing guidance to new employee advocates. Currently, Early serves as the Director of Partner Services while continuing as a forensic interviewer. As Director of Partner Services, she oversees the CAC of Benton County's mental health, advocacy, interview, and multidisciplinary team components. Her overall goal in this new position is to ensure that no child falls through the cracks. For 10 years, Early has served children and empowered them to find their voice. Most importantly, she stays humble because she knows that she is not alone. There is a team in place. Some days are complex, but she knows that she is surrounded by strong men and women who encourage her all the time. She loves the mission and having the responsibility of making an impact in someone else's life. Early had a dream to help others with humility, but she didn't think it would be in this way. God knew the course, and he gave her opportunities to learn and grow. One ear listening is another voice heard. One child that is cared for is a community restored. Early does what she does with humility, and it shows by how she carries her heart. Thank you, Early, for being obedient and making a move to rescue lives by serving children and their families. You are a source of beauty in the ugliness that is child abuse. Early is a wife and mother of two beautiful girls. A Prayer and Journey of Hope, Lost in a Labyrinth, by J.R.B. Holy Spirit, hear my heart. I'm in the center trying to get out. Direct my path. Lead me to where the lost are found. Please give me the patience to be guided. As I step, one foot at a time, make me lighter by clearing the heaviness in my head. I tried to do it alone, yet this is where I was found, in the circles calling to get out. 
A calm washed over me this time around. I felt an ability to see the end. That's where I met you. That's when I closed my eyes and allowed you to tell me what was next. That's where I committed to completing the journey to my center. That's where you shared that my spirit was rare and to be at peace means to pause. No, there are no shortcuts to get to you. I stayed there laughing in the labyrinth where I once was lost, looked up to the sky with newfound clarity, and began to sing a new song of hope as you led me home after I lost my way. The Power of the Pinwheel by Emily Rapay Fisher. Every April, all across Northwest Arkansas and the nation, community members will see bright, colorful pinwheels spinning in the sun alongside banners and signs promoting Child Abuse Prevention Month. This awareness campaign acknowledges the importance of communities working together to prevent child physical and sexual abuse. Why the pinwheel? By its very nature, the pinwheel connotes playfulness, joy, and childhood. They remind us of the nostalgic childhoods that most of us had, and also remind us of the childhoods that many do not wish to remember. As a campaign symbol, the pinwheel conveys the message that every child deserves the chance to be raised in a healthy, safe, and nurturing environment, and calls to mind the positive cycles of love and support we want for all children and families. It also represents the Children's Safety Center's efforts to change the way our community thinks about prevention by focusing on community activities, education, and public policies that prioritize prevention, striving toward a future where child abuse and neglect never occur. As survivors see the Pinwheel Gardens, they know the community cares about them, are thinking about them, and are here to help. I asked one survivor what the pinwheels mean to her. She said, it means to me a sense of having a voice, knowing that people are going to be there for me through every step of my journey, knowing even as everyday life goes on, I am more than a statistic. I'm a survivor. The Children's Safety Center of Washington County is a nonprofit organization and the first child advocacy center in our area. The Children's Safety Center was created to help prevent further trauma these children might endure during the complex process of investigation, prosecution, and, tr and treatments. The Children's Safety Center does this by providing child advocacy for children and families forensic interviews, forensic medical exams, mental health therapy, and prevention education and training. To date, the Children's Safety Center has served over 12,000 alleged victims of child abuse. Most recently, almost 700 children in 2020 received services, and over 200 children have already received services in 2021. If you or someone you know suspects child abuse, call the Arkansas Child Abuse Hotline at 844-SAVE-A-CHILD. To learn more about the Children's Safety Center's free programs for child abuse, victims, or ways to help, visit our website at www.childrensafetycenter.org. That's www.childrensafetycenter.org. 
I-L-D-R-E-N-S-S-A-F-E-T-Y-C-E-N-T-E-R.org. Why I Do This Work by Colleen Smith Lift up a child's voice, a child's life. Once a national tagline for the court-appointed special advocate, CACA CASA Association, this statement means much more than an ad campaign to me. I grew up in a stable middle-class family that believed in me. I never questioned whether I was good or worthy enough for healthy relationships. When I spoke, people listened. Doors to higher education and job opportunities opened widely for me. My dreams were never far away. I knew that wasn't everyone's narrative. I had seen glimpses of inequality through service and university, but it wasn't until I worked in youth development in an urban rich community that I realized how deep that divide stood. Systemic racism had stripped these children and families of their voices. They struggled to navigate systems that weren't meant for them. These children's dreams always seemed outside of their reach. These experiences, this lens, led me to CASA six years ago. Children placed in foster care as victims of abuse and neglect also face seemingly insurmountable challenges. Through no fault of their own, these young people are removed from their families and thrown into a bewildering system. Their destinies, where they live, what school they attend, whether they ever return home, are far from their control. Their childhood trauma plants doubt, sabotages relationships, and causes young people to question their worth. Many of these kids, if they are old enough to understand and articulate their feelings, feel like no one is listening. Their voices and their dreams have been muted. That's where CASA comes into play. Assigned by a judge, a CASA volunteer serves as a voice in court for these children. These community members are there for one another, for one reason, to protect and serve the best interests of the children they serve. CASA volunteers build relationships with these young people and literally tell the judge what the kids need. Additional therapies, sibling visits, dance lessons, new eyeglasses, you name it. They humanize the system, restore hopes and dreams, and advocate for better outcomes for children and families. That's what drew me to CASA. I am not a CASA volunteer, but rather the development director of our local chapter. After eight years in nonprofit programs, I realized I could use my voice to reach a broader community through fundraising and ethical storytelling. I had the privilege of interviewing advocates and children we've served and sharing their stories in a way that honors their journeys. My words can educate and bring attention to their plights. I can motivate people to act through service and donations and I can invite people to be a part of the system that breaks down the barriers that hold these children back because frankly, their dreams have been muted long enough.
The Authority, an original short story series by J.R.B. You have been given the authority by God to dream. This is a short story series about women who have been given a ring by God to protect a certain element of the dream. They are tasked with upkeeping the fundamental foundations of the dream, and they are protectors of the authority God gave to all dreamers. The author of everything is God. He created the earth, the sea, the universe, and even our needs. Yes, we all want something, but we also have been given the authority to achieve our dreams. Some of us are hiding our abilities for fear of being seen for who we truly are. We are the keepers, an order of women who have been tasked with upkeeping the dreams hidden within a person. We can unlock someone's dream or keep them hidden based on a person's willingness to give their all to God. Letting go of control can be hard, but if a person does, they receive so much more, and that is God's promised best. Yes, we all have been given the authority from birth, but not all of us have the power to unleash it. Five keepers were given the authority. Some kept their dreams going by honoring God through helping others. Some used their dreams only to personally reap the benefits. They were unfulfilled, but they were still keepers of the authority. There are also women who are called the right, tasked with putting others back on the right track after they have gone off course. Then there are also the wonders and the wounded, women who continue to search, even though God has already revealed in them what to do. These are women who went for their dream but experienced some sort of hurt and are fe fearful to start again. Together, they make up the authority. They meet every 100 years to determine the makeup of the dream world. Is it mostly desired dreams, dormant dreams, or damaged dreams? Based on the survey, they can determine the distribution of dreams to give to the next generation based on those unfulfilled. There is one, though, who, if she follows the dream God placed in her heart, will impact millions to reach their full potential. The keepers watch her closely every day until the time for the dream assessment draws near. Will she follow her dreams so others are awakened in theirs? Let's see. Does she know that she has the authority to dream? Do you know that you do too? Starseed by Josie Graves. The world will try to harden your heart. Don't buy the armor it's selling. People will try to teach you apathy. Don't attend those lectures. Life will try to dim your fire. Don't ever let your flame falter. You were born, star seed and sunflower. Don't let the darkness thrust upon you keep you from the warmth you were always meant to find. In Loving Memory, a tribute by Vicki Price. My name is Vicki Price. I am also known by other names given to me by my grandchildren. One that holds a particularly special place in my heart is Meemaw. It was given to me by my firstborn granddaughter, Jersey. She was born in 2006 and taken much too early from us in 2012 when she was kidnapped from her home in the middle of the night. 
She would get her angel wings that same night before the sun rose the next morning. Her story has touched many lives and awakened so many to the fact child abuse is real and it is right here in Benton County, Arkansas in all forms. Through the devastation of our loss, we looked for ways to heal. Although full healing never comes, I take solace in hoping that something I do may save another child or family from feeling this unnecessary pain. That is why I volunteer. I dove in first, head first, doing whatever I could. Please allow me to share a few things to hopefully put you on the volunteer path. In the spring, you will find me on the first Friday of April at the Square in Bentonville, Arkansas with the Children's Advocacy Center or the CAC of Benton County. Each year, I participate by reading the names of the angel babies who have been taken away too soon. Each year, another name or two is added to this list. It breaks my heart and reminds me that my family is not alone in this type of loss. I do the glow run in April as well. Volunteering for this event takes place in downtown Rogers, Arkansas. There is much to do from stuffing bags, placing signs, and helping with the signups to getting your glow on and participating in the walk or run. I've also dressed up like a superhero and drove to Alma, Arkansas, where I supported the Morgan Nick Foundation. I dressed up as an Easter Bunny and amused the children at Restoration Village and jumped out of a plane on more than one occasion to raise money. In the fall, I meet with a group of ladies each year and we auction off items for a charity of choice. This past year, I got to choose and it was such an honor to bring $1,000 to the CAC of Benton County. We are a small group and it was a huge amount for us. It melted my heart. Additionally, in December, the company I work for takes a special interest in both the CAC and Restoration Village, another local nonprofit supporting women and children in need. We are able to bring Christmas to the children of the village and sponsor a good number of children from the CAC as well. I've also set up an angel tree at work and along with other volunteers, haul truckloads of gifts over to them. Volunteering will not solve all the problems, but if only if any one thing I do makes a difference, it is worth it. Volunteering can be as extensive as you want it to be or as simple as donating a specified amount to your favorite charity monthly. Every little thing matters. It hurts my heart to read, to read those babies' names every year as we kick off Child Abuse Prevention Month, but what hurts worse is knowing there are names still to be read. I am not alone, and I am not special. I am just trying to make someone else's life a little better after an experience that left me vulnerable to the truth. If I can do that, then the angel wings I speak of will continue to flutter next to me. And Jersey's whisper in my ear of, we got this, will never stop. That's why I choose to volunteer for these causes in her loving memory. A Shared Bravery by J.R.B. I stood up once and then I stood up again. The enemy would like to see me sit, but God, he always wins. Others see my hurt because theirs is still hidden. Some may hear my story and think this must be my burden. 
Let me dare to say I am brave because I'm saved. I can recall the very day my behavior, yes, it was swayed. As I share my bravery, I continue to know this. We are bending in the direction of his ultimate almighty bliss. A Survivor Shares Stephanie Abernathy As a child, I was abused. The abuse was extensive and occurred in a myriad of ways that left more emotional scars than physical ones. It was deceptive and insidious, and no one ever knew. I spent a lot of time and effort in my youth pretending that this abuse didn't happen. I mentally compartmentalized every experience until I wasn't even sure I had experienced them. Then one day, everything abruptly came out into the open when other victims came forward. I had no choice but to confront the memories that wouldn't stay hidden anymore. Like grief, I processed my abuse in stages. I felt denial, shame, guilt, anger, and finally freedom. For several years, being an abuse victim felt like it took over my identity. I felt consumed, and so to heal, I needed to channel that into something more positive than pitying myself. I realized after several years of therapy that I wanted to speak out about my experiences. My hope in giving my hurt a voice was that I would somehow be able to encourage others through telling my story. I spoke out at events, often to help tear down stigmas surrounding abuse and create an opportunity for victims to feel empowered to speak out themselves. My goal was to be a true advocate for other victims. How successful I was, I'm not sure I'll ever know, but ultimately, I came to a point in my life where I developed a quieter acceptance of my abuse. Through the healing process, my hurt developed into a new stage. I found peace. I found peace through my career success, through my growing family, and through advocacy. I learned that being an advocate doesn't always mean standing on a stage speaking to hundreds. Advocacy is also in the intimate conversations with families who hold fast to outdated stigmas. Advocacy is in sharing stories with friends over dinner, finding them in a place of healing or hurt and walking that journey with them. Advocacy is raising a son who will respect boundaries and speak up for himself. Advocacy was in learning that being a victim didn't define me as a person. I could be more than a number or a statistic. In short, I had become so many things apart from a victim of child abuse. Today, being an abuse victim is not something I think about often. Until I was asked to write this, I honestly hadn't thought about it in weeks or possibly months. Today, I can honestly say I am proud of the journey that healing has brought me on. Like any journey, where I am today does not mean I will be in this same place tomorrow or next week or next year. I may backtrack at some point and that's okay too. Although the abuse will always be a part of me, I have learned that it does not define who I am, but what I do with it does. Stephanie Abernathy is a believer, wife, and mother. She is a founding principal of Studio Wellington, a boutique interior design studio based in Atlanta, Georgia.
Meet our favorite team, Maggie King, copy editor and proofreader. Hi, my name is Maggie, and this is a little unusual for me. I do the bulk of my writing for small businesses and spend most of my time behind the scenes. When I do write under my own name, it's very rarely as personal as this. But I'm beyond excited to be joining the incredible group of women involved with Favor and can't wait to get started. I'm a wife, mom of three, and work from home freelancer who never really knew what she wanted to be when she grew up. As a result, I've been lucky enough to experience a lot of things, corporate life, a brief stint teaching painting classes, ESL tutoring, photo editing, and my ultimate career path, copywriting and editing, to name a few. While this would make me something of a late bloomer to some, it has been a long lesson in listening for the call, you know, the call, and answering it when it comes. We don't always know where our path leads, but every step plays a part in getting us to our destination. I felt the call to favor, and I know it will not only be a great exercise for my professional skills, but a source of personal growth for me. And whatever moved you to read this publication, I'm honored to be a part of your journey, even in this small way. You won't see me much of this for me because I'll be the one scouting out typos, fixing commas, and all of that fun stuff. But I'm thrilled to have the chance to say hi to you in my own voice. Meet Sharon Wilkinson, Advertising and Circulation Manager. Hi, my name is Sharon, and I am excited to be joining Favor. I am an entrepreneur and beauty consultant devoted to caring for and sharing resources that help individuals become the best version of themselves. As a licensed hair care professional for nearly 20 years, I have been called to share and connect individuals to resources and hair services with the purpose of enhancing lives inside out. The majority of my beauty consulting and services are exclusive hair care services, customized and God-inspired. When presented with the opportunity to join the Favor team, it served as a confirmation as another way I could inspire everyone that crosses my path by sharing with them God's favor. When I think about favor, I think about God's grace and mercy. I am truly thankful and grateful for the opportunity to be a part of favor. This publication is a blessing and encouragement, a must-have in my life. As the Advertising and Circulation Manager, I am looking forward to sharing favor with others. Thank you for listening to Favor, a Peak Potential Newsletter. Coming out the 19th of every month, visit getpeakpotential.com for more information on our services.